Is that good? No. <laughs> like, it was good. actually here together for the first time yeah. recording in many a months many a months yes we are together we can talk in a normal volume because joel doesn't have to wake up for uh baking at 3 a.m true so that's a plus that is a plus um we have our favorite little kitty here with us audrey got to meet george for the first time today i did and i'm in love that one was so good was it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we went random nodding today. Oh, we did. Couple of fails, one success. It started off very well. So if, for those who don't know, random nodding is this app. Um, is app? Is this app? Okay. That you basically, it'll just give you random um, coordinates. Uh, well, it'll just like give you a spot on a map and then you can like open Apple Maps or Google Maps and it'll give you directions on where to go and it's like based on this your intentions you're supposed to like think about what you want to find mm-hmm. when it's no, like sometimes you can choose true. not to yeah but we were just like let's think of the color blue <laughs> and see where it brings us and it brought us to a pile of leaves that could be covering a body yes we did see some interesting rock piles <laughs> uh but we couldn't get the rocks off enough to see it underneath them um yeah they were also part of the world, that though. sound you might hear is my cat so I apologize. Um, but the first place it brought us to was was very nice, very good view behind the Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah, it was like go to this. We we Audrey asked for uh, to solve a mystery. Her intention was to solve a mystery, and Joel's intention was to create a mystery. <laughs> so we went with mystery. <laughs> yeah, it was an overall theme. Yeah, and it brought us to this place behind the Dunkins um, in town, and I had never gone there. And it turns out there's this beautiful vista, like, stunning, beautifully crafted bench of marble or whatever that is, mm-hmm. granite. It's and just, like, randomly on the side of the road. Yeah, like, between two houses. Most stunning view. And it brought us there. We're like, wow, this really, like, they must just know where these cool things are. And then we went to a random place in the woods and we're like, wait, never mind. It was just really lucky that we went to yeah. somewhere really cool the first time. Um, but the mystery was that does this work and it was solved that it, it worked that one time it did oh what is that oh george is playing what is that it's a ball with a little squeaky mouse in it that sounded like an alarm i didn't like that hey georgie george don't do that oh yeah so anything exciting happened this last week or- oh i bought a car yes big big girl purchase my mm-hmm. first big big purchase ever Besides student loans. Yeah. Um, we, ba- we bought a really nice, fancy new car. Well, it's not new. It was used, but it's, like, 2017, so basically feels new. Yeah. They said that we should do the financing so that we could get a good credit score to get a mortgage in a few years. So, seems weird that we have to create debt to be able to ask for more. You know, I don't know how this... What's that line from Hamilton where it's like, stay in the game... Wait, you gotta play in the game game to stay in the game. No. (laughs) 
play in the game to stay in the game. No. But you don't get a win unless you play in the game. Wait. Get love for it? I don't remember. Okay. So, um, I'm really, I want to tell you what the right answer is, but I don't think I'm going to get it right either. But if I give, you just give me one second, I can think of it. Okay. It's something in the game. Something in the game to, to... The Reynolds pamphlet. Oh, the room where it happens. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got skin in the game, you stay in the game. But, but you, you don't, don't get, get to a win, win unless you play, play in the game. game. So, where did this come from? Um, so, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to, like, just hop into the... Because we had to record, too. So yeah, just... yeah. Let's hop into it. Okay. Well, I already know what you're talking about. Yeah, because we had a discussion about this. But I will warn people, this is probably a huge trigger warning, I'm assuming. Like... I don't know. I, I don't guess... know. I think that this is... It's a is... very specific trigger warning, if it is. That's true. This is just a really hard topic, I think, just for anyone to talk about. Yeah. But it's like... I just like to know that these are real people, real lives, mm-hmm. like, people were really affected by this tragedy, um, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to put it in, like, I don't want to talk about it in the wrong way. Sure. So, like, sure. I yeah. want, I'm just going to keep it very factual, yeah. and, like, just give you what happened, and, um. I have something to say about it. Okay. But I think I'm going to wait till you announce what it is. Okay, so. I'm just going to keep this very, like, third party, like, obviously. I'm not going to really talk about, like, the families that are affected or anything like that. But, um, basically, I will be kind of summarizing the Columbine High School Massacre that occurred in 1999. So what I was going to say is that, you know, these are real people and this is the real... Um, lives, but also I think it's important to talk about, like, school shootings. Mm-hmm. I do, too. That's why I think that it's... I really want to... It's And it's very interesting to me. It sounds horrible, but, like, it's a very interesting topic to me, because I'm, I'm very much into the psychology behind these things. Yeah. Um, and, like, why they happen. I won't really be answering that question today, but it is interesting just to see, like, what can happen to someone, like, a young mind to make them do things like this. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much... It's very interesting to me. Obviously, it's a horrible tragedy, but it is something that's, like, very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. In a morbid way. But, yes. Obviously, this is really very, like... It's kind of recent, and... Uh, not recent, but... Within a lot... Like, modern history, I guess. It's pretty recent, I would yeah. say. Um, I mean, it was, like, the kickoff of, like... Yeah. It was the first, like, really big mass shooting. Yeah. School shooting um, in the news. If... If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, like, people are still, like, I'll, I'll talk about this, but people, it's, it's still affecting the victims today, obviously. So, so I'll just get right <laughs> into it. Um, so this happened on April 20th, 1999, and two high school seniors named Eric Harris and Dylan Klebald shot and killed 12 teenage students and one teacher before they subsequently killed themselves within about 45 minutes of the first shots fired. So on top of killing 13 people, they also shot and injured an additional 21 people. And then three more people were injured just in, like, the escaping of the school. Mm. Um, And there was other victims that I'll talk about later that weren't directly affected, weren't directly hurt by the shooters, but they were still hurt. 
so basically these two kids started planning the attack an entire well actually more than a year before it happened but like they started seriously talking about it about a year before it happened in 1996 eric created a private website on aol that he used to create levels that were used in doom and doom 2 which were a first person shooter video game so he like clearly was interested in the imaginary world of shooting people which is never it's never a good thing really to introduce kids to in my opinion yeah not to say that like playing video games is gonna make your kid right. a school shooter or no. like even just violent but but it is kind of like glorifying violence in... yeah there is i yeah i would say i personally am not the biggest fan of them I don't judge those who do, but I feel, like, kind of uncomfortable with the amount of violence that are in them. Yeah, me too. But I know perfectly wonderful people that really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, Eric also worked at a fireworks stand and often took them. He was very fascinated with explosives. But sorry, I forgot to mention, this is actually, so for those who don't know, Columbine High School was in, um, in Colorado. So for a little bit of perspective on the location-wise, but... So yeah, he, he had a fascination with explosives and he worked at a fireworks stand. By early 1997, he was using his website to write instructions on how to construct bombs and explained that both him and Dylan had created a bomb and needed only to find the place that they called Ground Zero. So they were writing mm-hmm. this on the website. Um, on what website? The website he created for that. It, it's just games. like, it's just like a blog? It is a blog, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's basically a blog. Um, I wasn't really clear. I mean, it was like when the year I was born, so I'm not really familiar with how the internet was back then. Pretty archaic. Yeah, so I'm not, I can't really picture it in my mind, but it, basically anyone could see it, but um, no one really looked at it. So no one was really aware of the, these things happening. Mm-hmm. So no one really paid attention until March of 1998 when he used the website to explain how he wanted to hurt and kill as many people as possible, specifically putting out a classmate named Brooks Brown. Brown's family brought the website to the police, who wrote an affidavit on the whole thing, but it was never brought to a judge, so it was never... Nothing ever happened with it, even though he literally wrote that he was planning on killing people, or wanted to kill people, as many people as he could. So in 19... uh, January of 1998... They both got arrested for breaking into a van and stealing computer equipment and tools. They got put into a program and attended mandatory classes. Um, in that same year, so a year before the shooting, Dylan in his his um, high school yearbook wrote, quote, Killing enemies, blowing up stuff, killing cops. My wrath for January's incident will be godlike, not to mention our revenge in the commons. And then the commons was another name of um, the school cafeteria. It's just what they called it in the mm-hmm. high school. After the arrest uh, in January, Eric started writing his ideas down in a journal instead of where he was writing them originally in the website. So now it was more private mm-hmm. and people couldn't see it. So this this journal was where he was actually planning the entire massacre. Um, and they found his writings after the fact. <clears throat> There was part where he mentioned actually escaping to a foreign country or hijacking a plane and crashing it into New York City, 
Which is interesting because this is before 2001, before like 9-11, mm. which is just, it just was a weird coincidence to me that that was yeah. like a terrorist's idea of what to do. I mean, it's like a large population in one place, but yeah. otherwise I don't know. Yeah. You could, sorry if you can hear uh, my mice drinking water. Little thirsties. That's really loud. <laughs> Chloe. Chloe, you're interrupting. Um, I'm going to keep going anyway. So both kids also had done a lot of school projects that were surrounding shooting, war, and murder. They had, uh, um, they actually made an ad for their economics class called Hitman for Hire, where they wore black trench coats and they walked to the halls of the school shooting bullies with fake guns. Um, they made tapes, they filmed tapes of themselves talking about why they were doing this and why, like, what they were planning. Um, they filmed them in Eric's basement, so they were known as the basement tapes. Time magazine published an article about the tapes, but the victims' families threatened to sue, so they kept them from the public and let only some family members see what was on the tapes. And then they destroyed them to prevent copycats from getting ideas from the tapes. And um, these tapes detailed their plans and reasons for the massacre, and one of the tapes was the goodbye to their, an apology to their friends and family. Hmm. When observing their journals and videos, investigators concluded that the boys had been planning on detonating homemade bombs in the middle of the cafeteria um, before beginning the shooting. So their plan was basically, they were going to plant two homemade bombs like in the center of the cafeteria, and once those went off, they would um, shoot at the people trying to escape. Mm. So like anyone who survived the bombing, they would shoot as they fled school. That's so scary. And they had, they, the people investigating us, like, kind of found out that if the bombs had gone off, then either all 488 students in the cafeteria would have died, or most of them would have died, or, and, like, seriously injured the rest of them. That's terrifying. Yeah. They also... It's, It's interesting that they have found, like, apology tapes and goodbyes. I think they're apologizing to, like, the people that they care about. But, like, it's interesting that they have this capacity for, like, caring and empathy to some people and, like, see every student in their school as, like, the enemy. Yeah, and you do see it kind of in, um, I think Dylan was more compassionate towards other people, um, and Eric was classified more as a psychopath, but, um, you do see, like, when they're like, actually doing the shootings, like, they let some people go if they liked them, Mm. or if they were never mean to them or something, so, Mm. uh, but I'll talk about that after. So they also had planted two bombs in their, in their two cars to kill anyone that, like, was responding to the scene, like, policemen, paramedics, and that kind of stuff. Holy shit. So, luckily, none of those four bombs went off, so nobody died from the explosions, which... They, Holy cow. A lot of people lie. I don't know why they like, they just weren't good at making bombs or something. I don't know. But... They don't have, like, a reason as to why they didn't go. No. I mean, they might. If I, like, dug a little bit deeper, they might. But I, mean, I don't really understand the mechanics of that stuff. No, me um, either. <laughs> just, I just know that they didn't... Most of the bombs that they planted didn't go off. Because <clears throat> they planted a bunch of bombs. Yeah, that's terrifying. I didn't know that they mm-hmm. planted bombs. Mm-hmm. Some of them did go off, but the, bl- the bomb explosions didn't kill anyone. Okay, so this is the timeline of what happened on the day. 
11, 10 a.m., they arrived in separate cars at the high school because, again, the bomb. Um, Eric is walking into the school when he encounters Brooks Brown, which is the guy who he had specifically named um, in, one, in the website saying that he wanted to kill him. Um, but apparently they had since patched up whatever hardship they were going through, um, and Brooks had said something like, oh, like, where have you, because it was 11 a.m., like, they were, they were late to, to class, they're like, he's like, why, where were you guys? And, um, uh, Eric said, I like you now, get out of here, go home. And so Brooks was like, uh, was already, he was already planning on skipping his next class anyway, so that was kind of, like, pushed him over the edge, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm gone, so he left. Whoa. Yeah, so that's, like, kind of the compassion, like, that was Eric, and, I, yeah, so it's, it is, it's interesting, like, he didn't want him to die, because he yeah. knew about the bombs, too, like, he couldn't control who got killed yeah. from the bombs. At 11.17, the bombs were supposed to detonate, but they didn't. So, at 11.19, Dylan throws a pipe bomb towards the parking lot, but it only partially detonates, um, so most people just think it's, it's, like, mostly smoking, so everyone's just like, what, like, this is a senior prank, like, what's going on? Rachel Scott and Richard Castaldo were having lunch on the grass, so basically, like, most of the beginning of this whole thing, like, to picture in your head, there's, like, a grassy area right outside, like, the cafeteria is inside, and, like, mm -hmm. right outside, there's, like, a, a door going into the cafeteria, yeah. and then right outside, there's, like, grassy hills that ch kids were allowed to eat outside at. So, two, two of those students, Rachel and Richard, were eating, eating outside when the the partially exploded pipe bomb went off. Someone heard someone shouting, go, go, and then the gunfire started. So, Rachel was shot and killed instantly. And, oh my god. Um, Richard was shot eight times in the chest <gasps> and he was paralyzed from the chest down. He survived? You'll be surprised at how many times these kids get shot and don't die. It's, oh my god. And it's horrifying. Um, like, the people who survived did not. Like, everyone was affected by it. Um, it was really, really horrible. Um, sorry, my throat's really dry. So, they st so the shooters were outside first. Yeah, so right now they're outside. Both of them. They're right outside the cafeteria because they thought the bombs were going to explode and everyone would be running out of the cafeteria. Right. But when they didn't go off, they're just like, whatever, we're just gonna start shooting people. Okay. Um, it's interesting that they were like, this huge part of our plan is not right. working, and they still went through with it. They weren't like, this is a sign yeah, that like, we should, we should do, like, this. do this another day. Yeah. No, they're like, they were dead set on doing it that day. And, Whoa. Uh, maybe they, like, didn't have too much faith in the bombs. I don't know if they, like, were like, maybe... They had, maybe they already had a plan B. Yeah. So, the next, the next, uh, victims were... Daniel, Sean, and Lance. So they were at the bottom of the stairs, and um, it's it's hard to picture, but there's a stairwell, stairwell too. And these three kids were at the bottom, and the and Eric and Dylan were at the top of the stairs, and they like the, you go down into the cafeteria. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to picture in my head, but yeah, there's stairwell going down into the cafeteria, and these three kids thought that they were holding paintball guns so they were really confused and they thought again it was a senior prank and then yeah so they're like like still walking up the stairs and they like had guns and they got shot at and daniel died um from the shots and sean and lance were were injured 
<clears throat> so then the, the shooters turned to five students that were also eating lunch in the grass. Three of them ran and escaped uninjured, and then one of them was shot in the face like an arm, still managed to run away. Um, the Holy last one cow. was shot in the chest, arms, and leg, and he couldn't escape, but he played dead by lying on the ground. So then Dylan turned back to where they had just shot the people on the stairs. Um, so two of them were still surviving, and he went up to one of them, Lance, who was calling for help, and Dylan came over and said, sure, I'll help you, and then shot him in the face. Oh my god. Somehow still survived. <gasps> yep. Sean was paralyzed from the waist down, was crawling toward the doorway of the cafeteria, um, and then collapsed and just pretended he was dead. And then Dylan walked by him, apparently. He said, sorry, dude. And then just kept going. So Eric is still at the top of the, sh the stairs. He shoots and partially paralyzes a 17-year-old um, named Anne-Marie. And then an art teacher who's nearby came out. She thought that... She didn't know what was going on. She just heard ruckus. She thought that people were just doing a senior prank again. And um, came out to say to knock it off. Um, and then realized they were shooting guns. And ran back into her room called 911. And then in the cafeteria... Two custodians and a teacher named Dave Sanders helped the students evacuate. First, they helped them under the tables, and then when they saw it was clear, they helped them evacuate to the second floor. And then they, um, Dave Sanders and another student were ushering people into the library so everyone could just hide in there. And they turned around and came across the shooters. They turned and ran away, but they were also shot at. The student... Managed to get away uninjured, but the teacher, Dave Sanders, was shot in the back the back and the neck. Uh, <clears throat> he somehow managed to get to a science classroom where two students and a teacher administered, administered, first, administered, administered, why could I not say that word? And the teacher administered first aid to Sanders for three hours, <gasps> trying to stem the blood loss, and they like, were showing him pictures of his, like, that were in his wallet, just to, like, keep him conscious and, oh like, talking. But, unfortunately, he did end up dying. Oh, God. Yeah. So, he was the one teacher that was killed. So, 1129 was, um, the event they later call the Library Massacre. Oh, my God. So, this is where they just ushered all of the students in, too. Yeah. <clears throat> this is so scary. Yeah. The shooters entered the library where, um, that our teacher, Patty Nelson, had just made that 911 call four minutes earlier. So meanwhile, the cops are, like, gathering outside. They they were heavily criticized for how they handled the situation, for mm -hmm. how long they let this go on. Um, they didn't enter the building. Um, they were shooting at the, shoot, at the shooters through the windows of the library. What? Which is very dangerous because they could, could have hit... Yeah, you could hit, hit anyone. Yeah. The police never hit anyone. Um, didn't do anything. They enter the library. There's 52 students inside, plus two librarians. They walked in and they immediately shot and killed a disabled student <sighs> named Kyle. Then they just took their time to reload their weapons and paste down a row of computers. So basically all the kids are hiding under these computer tables. Oh, um, God. Just to hide. That's so scary. They couldn't lock the office door. They couldn't lock the library doors or anything? I, I just don't think at this point they had, like, the proper procedures down. Yeah, for... they were just panicked and yeah. they just, like, went to hide. Um, they told everyone to get up and 
that the library was going to explode. But, um, no one, no one got up. The whole time they just seemed to be enjoying themselves and ran around yelling Yahoo after they were shooting their guns. Oh my and God. just, yeah, horrible. They told the, specifically the jocks to stand up and said anyone that's wearing a white baseball hat was going to be murdered. And apparently this, like, the white baseball hat was, like, a staple at the high school for anyone who's on a sports team to wear. Oh, God. So it just kind of, like, marks them apart from everyone else. No one, no, still no one stood up. Um, and I think people with white hats were obviously trying to, to hide, hide them. Yeah. Then they just kind of started randomly shooting under tables and not even looking at who they were shooting at. Um, he shot a girl named Casey right through the shoulder and then she grazed a major artery in her neck. So obviously oh, she was like gra- gasping in pain. Like she was in so much pain. Yeah. And then Eric said, quit your bitching to her. Mm. He walked up to another table, said peekaboo, and then shot the girl, Cassie Bernal, in the head, instantly killing her. Ugh. Um, Dylan came across 18-year-old Isaiah Scholes who was African-American, and he pulled him from out from under the table, and they both taunted him, made derogatory remarks, racial comments, um, and then shot him fatally in the chest, along with the, the kid that was sitting next to him, a 16-year-old named Matthew. They, weirdly enough, were hiding next to Craig Scott, who was the younger brother of Rachel Scott, who was the first victim, um, the first person shot at. He pretended that he was dead as well by laying in his friend's blood and pretending that he was shot and killed. But he was uninjured, luckily. So then they just kept moving to more and more tables. I always I, I always think about this, like, concept of playing dead. Mm-hmm. Which I think I often... I often think that I would use in a scary mm-hmm. situation. But you'd have to hold your breath. Yeah, and I think that, like... I think that the shooters knew that he wasn't dead. I don't know. In my, I, no one knows, but I just feel like they just ignored him and weren't really, didn't really care. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. That is true. Like I feel like it's really hard to play dead. Yeah, it seems especially if you're someone who like, like some of these other people who have already been shot. Yeah. To then play like, dead and you're like you're yeah. already super injured and like mm-hmm. you're trying to hold still and not breathe too heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be really, really tough. So they just kept moving through the library. They shot and killed a girl named Lauren Townsend and then injured her two friends, literally just randomly shooting under tables. They randomly fired and injured another two students. One of them, named John Tomlin, moved out from under the da- under the table when he was shot, and then Eric came over and shot him repeatedly, which ended up killing him. Kelly Fleming was the next victim. She was shot in the back of the head. Oh, sorry. She was shot in just the back, and then she was killed as well. 15-year-old Daniel was injured by a random bullet, and then he reacted by trying to grab the shooter. Um, but he was unfortunately shot in the face, and he was killed. Oh, my God. And then again, randomly shooting under the table, they seriously injured two students and killed the third one. And then that third student named Corey DePooter was the final victim of the shooting. Um, at 11.36, they left the library. All of the students then escaped the emergency exit and took every, all the injured, except for two, two of the injured students stayed because they, they couldn't move. 
they did manage to get out eventually. At 11.44, they entered the cafeteria and tried to detonate the bombs, but again, were unsuccessful. They just then, from then on, just walked around the school randomly firing bullets. Um, and the cops are still just outside. Yeah. Yeah, they were just, yeah. They were literally just walking around empty halls, just, like, shooting randomly into classrooms, hoping to shoot someone, but they didn't. Fortunately, they didn't shoot any more people, and at 12.08 p.m., they both shot themselves in the head and died. And then it was over. Well, the actual act was over, but... Right. Obviously, there was a lot of aftermath and trauma caused from it. Oh my god, it's so scary. Oh my god. So, um, the indirect casualties... So I did, I mentioned a girl named Anne-Marie who was shot and paralyzed. Her mother ended up killing herself six months later um, because of the trauma attached to that. Oh my god. Um, Holy <clears throat> shit. Greg Barnes was a student who witnessed Dave Sanders dying and getting shot and he ended up committing suicide a little over a year after the shooting. Um, another survivor named Austin... Eubanks was injured, um, in the shooting, and he was put on medication, um, which led to an opioid addiction. Oh my god, this is so sad. Yeah, so he died of an overdose (sighs) last year. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my god. So he actually had, like, overcome his addiction and was, like, speaking publicly about it and went to, he must have relapsed or something and died of an overdose. So no one really can say why... Like, there's no motive, no clear motive behind the shootings. Even with the basement tapes? If there is, they, like, no one's come forth to say say why. Mm. No one's given a definitive answer as to why these two boys decided they wanted to kill all these students. Um, they did say in the journals, um, that they wanted to be known for the biggest, like, the largest mass murder in U.S. history. Um, Fuck. Most, there were a lot of people that said that they were targeting jocks and Christians and black people, but it was never proven that that, that was what they were doing, because it was really, they were really just shooting randomly. Yeah, also, like, <laughs> those are three really different groups. Very different groups. Um, they did ask a couple students if they believed in God, um, but that wasn't, like, a recurring thing. I remember that story that I read once... I think it was about a girl who survived Columbine, mm-hmm. and it was she was asked if she believed mm-hmm. in God. Yeah, there was a girl that that survived that. Yeah, because she like answered the question right. She said yes, and then they were like, "Why?" But that was it. Yeah, and they didn't kill her. I think that she, and the <coughs> book she wrote was called "She Said Yes" or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I read that book a long time ago, like middle school, like I was very young. Oh. It was interesting. It was, like, a total, like, oh, so advertisement for Christianity. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's... Mm. It was weird. But, yes. <coughs> I remember being very uncomfortable with the God aspect. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Because I was like, what about everyone else that died? Yeah, I know. No offense if you believe in God. That's fine. Yeah, but it didn't... There was, like, looking at all the victims, there wasn't, like, a pattern. Yeah. It wasn't everyone was Christian or everyone was a jock or everyone was black. Oh, the heater is on? Okay. Um, the FBI concluded that Eric was a clinical psychopath and Dylan suffered from depression. The survivor in charge of the investigation stated that he believed Eric went to kill, um, 
Eric went to kill and didn't care if he died, and Dylan went to die and didn't care if he killed. If that makes sense. I see. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's an interesting perspective on it. Mm-hmm. It was found that Eric also had depression, anger issues, and suicidal thoughts. He was prescribed Zoloft. Zoloft crew. Reppin'. Um, and then, but then those later switched to Luvox. His Zoloft wasn't working for him. Um, so, I mean, he clearly did have mental issues. He was going to psychologist after the, the, when he stole from the van. Like, he mm-hmm. was, it was mandatory, but the psychologist came forward and said that, yeah, he had depression and anger issues, suicidal thoughts. There was also theories that they were, um, like, a revenge from be- for being bullied. Um, they, uh, a story came out saying that, um, they were confronted by students one day who called them homophobic slurs and sprayed them with ketchup. Um, and apparently teachers saw it and didn't do anything about it. Like, it was a big problem at high school that, that teachers kind of went, were, like, condoning it. Like, they weren't, like, condoning it, but they were letting it happen. They were condoning it through inaction. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially from jocks. Um, the Secret Service later discovered that two-thirds of previous premeditated school shootings had been largely motivated by bullying. Um, but the, the claim that it was revenge from, for bullying was largely contested in this case. Because the principal came forward and said that they were the ones doing the bullying often, not other way around. Hmm. But, but also that's, you right. know, classic, our beautiful, wonderful jocks would never yeah. do that. Exactly. He was definitely, like, saving, I think he was saving face, but, but, um, so as a reaction to the tragedy, schools and around the country began to implement safety measures, such as see-through backpacks, metal detectors, um, and security guards. In some cases, these measures actually made things worse, rather than better, unfortunately. Um, and it didn't stop future school shootings. There's been 231 school shootings since Columbine. There's been 304 deaths as a result of those shootings and 485 injuries. In 2018 alone, there was 35 mass school shootings. Jesus Christ. And there's been three shootings since Columbine. So Columbine was, at the time, the highest death toll um, yeah. of a school shooting. But since then, there's been three that have had a higher, t- higher death toll. They were at Virginia Tech, Parkland, yeah, Virginia and Tech. Sandy Hook. Yeah. It's really, it's really bad. It's so, I don't, I just. It's hard to, it's, that was hard to wrap your, yeah. I mean, all of the, the, these facts are like really hard to wrap your head around. And like, then if you take in like just mass shootings in general in the U.S., it's, I mean, I know what I think the answer is to these problems, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's other things at play too. Right. I don't really know what it is. So in terms of mass shootings in general, in 2019, there were more mass shootings than there were days of the year. Mm-hmm. There was 417 total mass shootings. Um, of the top 10 deadliest mass shooting... Joel just... Joel just dropped something. Yeah. Of the top 10 deadliest mass shootings recorded in U.S. history, five of them have been from the last five years. Top what? 10 death top death in, in U.S. history? Yeah. Or in global history? U.S. And it's been the past five years. Five of them were from the past five years. Yeah, not tracks. So, yeah, I'm not saying, like, how, like, I'm not this all-knowing being. I don't know how to st- how to help this, but there has to be something we can do. 
to yeah to at least slow the increasing amount of mass shootings and especially mass school shootings and the thing is, is that the u.s is like one of the only places that deals with this yeah yeah because other I mean, countries have kind of figured yeah. it out yeah especially like other democratic countries yeah have definitely don't have these as much of these issues as we do um but there is a lot of diversity in our our uh, yes that's country. true and that's true. there's a lot of issues that come with that but it's not an excuse at all like there's definitely something that can be done um we just need to figure out what that is Wow, that was a really heavy story. Yeah, sorry. Um, Fuck, that's so scary. Yeah. Uh, Just thinking about, like, how absolutely terrifying yeah. that would be. Like, yeah. Um, I, I also, like, watched a lot of videos about, like, survivors telling their story. I didn't want to, like, really talk about that because, I, like... You can, go, you can go watch those videos if you're really interested, but I just kind of, like, wanted to go through the facts of it and, like, kind of, like, the statistics yeah, of it. Yeah, there's a whole other side yeah, to it, there's the like, aftermath. Yeah, and that I just, I felt like I didn't want to, like, get into these people's lives too much, but, um, yeah, I just, like, think it's really important to talk about these things, um, even though it's not fun, um, but it's definitely a big part of the U.S. history, at least, even the world history. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, give us a giggle. Oh, yeah. Let's do a real good giggle. Um, so I watched this really funny movie last night with Megan, my roommate, and um, it's it's starring Andy Samberg. Um, oh. Palm Springs. Yeah. Have you seen, seen it? it? Yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I thought it was actually, like, a very clever take yeah. on Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it was, like... Because, like, the whole trope of, like, waking up every day and having yeah. the same thing like that is, I think, a very overdone trope. It is. But he somehow managed to make it, like, quite enjoyable. It was very enjoyable and a really cute love story. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cute. Yeah. Well, it was funny nonetheless. Yeah, it was really funny and it was well done. I think, yeah. sure, it was cute, but it was, like, a little toxic. But it was fine. I guess so. I just think they're both really funny people, and, like... They I are, definitely. Them. I liked them, like, when they were friends. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like I like them better. I wish that they would just be friends. I wish that there could be a story where people don't have to be romantic. True. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I did like them as, a, like, a couple, but, like, not necessarily... Like, we didn't really see them at, in a relationship, so... Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what they're like, but... I, anyway, I think it was a funny movie, and if you really need something to, like, lighten the mood, like, that's good. It's on Hulu. Um, yeah, go watch it. I think that, and I love like time, kind of like warp movies. So, mm. time, uh, time travel, not time travel. Yeah, time warp. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Anyway, so. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, go give us a rating on Apple maybe, Podcast. Maybe don't rate us after this episode. You can give us a rating, but uh, only if you feel really sad and distraught. Okay. Yeah. And so that means that we did our job. Yeah. Um, if you feel terrible right now, that's good. That that's is good normal. Sign. That means you have human feelings. Yeah, if you're happy right now, like, oof. Yikes. That's not. But you can definitely, definitely give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Instagram at One Eye Open Podcast. Um, we also have an in, uh, Twitter at One Eye Open Pod. Email us at oeopod at gmail.com. Really gotta log in there and see what's yeah, up. <laughs> just email us. Yeah, like, yes, give us a quick email. Like, just say hi. Give us that? a story that you want us to tell. 
Send your own listener stories. George will tell one. He's so cute. He's so cute. He's just curled up with us right now. All right. Well. See you next couple weeks from now. Yep. In a couple of weeks. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink.